Hello and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Faithful Thoughts, where I hope to provide a little encouragement from the Word as we travel together in this broken world. I can't express how much I love being here. Uh, it's always an enjoyment to be able to share from the Word. Uh, today marks something a start of something special. I'm extremely excited to do something just a little bit new. Up to this point, I've shared some thoughts in from personal experiences, thoughts of messages that I've heard from speakers that are much more talented than myself. But I, and I really wanted to stretch my comfort zone just a little bit. So today we're going to start a multi-episode series in a study based from Scripture. Today is the start of a seven-part series that comes from the Gospel of John. John's a little different than the other three Gospels. John really reflects the impact that Jesus had on the souls of those he encountered. John really examines the spiritual impact of the ministry of Christ. John also shows who Jesus is as part of the Trinity. That is why I wanted to start this series. You know, I love I love all the Gospels, and I love the stories contained therein. But there's something about how John really shows the authority of Christ. Seven times in the book of John, he records what's called the I Am statements of Jesus. So for the next seven episodes, we're going to examine each one of these I Am statements. Before I go too deep into this episode, I want to ask, have you ever been lost? I don't mean spiritually lost. I mean, have you ever physically been lost? I know it's kind of a hard concept to grasp, have GPS in the palm of your hand, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that we've all found ourselves, even with the GPS lost, in a different city, or maybe you're walking in nature, or you're on a trail running, you found yourself lost and somehow... A few years back, my family and I went to D.C. Being a history buff, I really like like the idea of touring the historical sites there in Washington, D.C. It's really amazing to be able to see all that. And in preparation for this trip, I downloaded an app that would help us navigate the sites. Now, if you've ever been to D.C. in the dead of the summer, you know it's miserably hot. Also, you can just about see every site that you need to see from another site in the National Mall. For example, you, if you're at the Washington Memorial, you could probably see the you you will see the Lincoln Memorial or the Jefferson Memorial or the World War II Memorial. You'll be able to guide yourself without the use of an app. However, I'm not the brightest guy in the world and I did go as far as to download this app, so I'm going to use it. Let's fast forward a little bit into early afternoon. Now, again, I told you it was the dead of summer. We had our four younger kids in tow. They were all miserable and complaining and ready to go. And we had just gotten done seeing the Washington Memorial. And I said, man, I want to go over to the Jefferson Memorial. So I looked down at that app and I start to walk towards what the app is telling me is the Jefferson Memorial. About five minutes later, my wife says, Tim, you need to look up because you're not going the right direction. I said, well, no, the app's telling me, and I'm going to use this. About 10 minutes later, I start to realize that, of course, my wife's right, because she is the smarter of the two of us, saw that we were going completely in the opposite direction. Needless to say, we didn't go to the Jefferson Memorial. That might have probably finished our trip there in the mall anyway. Long story short, we were we got lost. I mean, we could see everything from just eyesight, but I've managed to get us lost going in the wrong direction. 
I doubt I'm on my own there. I'm pretty sure that we've all been there at some point in our lives. We've gotten lost. We've either gone right when we should have gone left, or maybe we missed a landmark that we got the directions from somebody to turn at. Either way, we've all found ourselves lost. The same thing can apply to our spiritual journey also. In John chapter 8, Jesus proclaims that he is the light of the world. But before we get too deep into this this one particular I am statement, I want to set the stage of the events that were taking place during this discourse of Jesus. During this time, it's a Jewish holiday called the Feast of the Tabernacles, also known as the Festival of Illumination. The Hebrews would erect a temporary home, which was also referred to as a booth. It was really a symbol of the protection that God gave the Israelites during the time in the wilderness in in the booth uh, they they would light it up i mean it'd be lit up like christmas time here in our neighborhoods all the lights would be hung along with all the lanterns lit they would have these tall candles that would just light up everything there would be a clear contrast between light and dark and jesus uses this and we're going to start in verse 12 of john chapter 3 when jesus spoke again to the people he said I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Who are you appearing as your own witness? Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I came from and where I'm going, you judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one, but if I do judge, my decisions are true, because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. Then they asked him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where the offerings were put. Yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Couple things that we can take away from this passage. One is first, he is telling the Pharisees that his rule and judgment comes from God. It's God's righteousness that he bases his judgment off of. And he defends that in verse 14 when he says, he when he tells the religious leaders that it is not his standards, or it's not, it's not earthly standards or human standards that he bases his testimony, but the Father who sent him. See, God's righteousness cannot be questioned by any human standard, which is fallible. In other words, he's the true course. His judgment and testimony are on firm foundation. Secondly, he's letting everybody know, even though they don't understand who he is, that he is the guide which we need to follow. As we read toward the end of the passage, we find that he is the only way to the Father. He's saying that if you want to experience the goodness of God, you first have to come to him. We can't go to anybody, even the teachers of the law, except for Jesus. If we want to have a relationship with the Father, we first have to come to the Son. So why the light? Why the light of the world? 
Well, Jesus uses this opportunity to say he is the light of the world because he wants everybody to see the contrast between light, which is goodness, and, and, and of God, and darkness, which is really a sinful life or, or human sin. With all the lamps and candles that are lit during this Jewish holiday, it would be easy for everybody to understand the thoughts that Jesus was conveying in here. You know, Jesus is saying that he is the light. He is the navigational aid to God's goodness. You know, as a, as a sailor who is trained in navigation in the open ocean, it's, it's one thing that we are trained to, especially when we start getting closer to land, is looking for navigational aids. It would help us know where we are going and if there's dangers in front of us. Even in a time of technology, we still use things like lighthouses to find safety. The idea of the origin of a lighthouse can go back thousands of years. We're crucial in navigating close to land without well-developed ports. They would illuminate all the dangers that were around them, could destroy the ships. Although they might not depend on them as much now, we still look for lighthouses because you can see them from so far away. They're all the way in the distance. They show us the way home, and it's amazing how far you can see them. It can be seen from miles and miles. It's there telling us that if we are looking for safety, we go that way. And Jesus is saying the same thing. He's saying he is the light. He is the guide. We need to look to him to find the safety in the arms of love. We need to look to him the light of the world. And that's the beauty of Jesus. He's always there waiting to guide us closer to God. He is in the distance beckoning us to come to him so that we can have a relationship with our creator. I heard a song that I want to play today from Casting Crowns called Jesus of the Distance. And it's really a beautiful prayer in the idea of accepting Jesus as our guide Jesus in life. At a distance, so afraid to let him get too close. To the two lives I've been living As if he couldn't see them both Close enough to feel the warmth of the fire Far enough away for me to hide But I'm tired of walking the wire Between the darkness and the light No more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back road of some Sunday morning faith So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Can change every part of me Every part of me I was offered resurrection But I settled for the grave I had the chance to walk on water But I chose to play it safe I've been hiding from a healer I thought my wounds were out of reach But at the end of all my running You're still running after me So no more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back road on Sunday morning faith So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Don't change every part of me Every part of me
and all my treasures. Every part of me, every part of me. When I can barely hold it together. Every part of me, every part of me. When I can't control where tomorrow's going. Every part of me, every part of me. When the ghost of my yesterdays come calling. Who I am when there's no one else around. At a distance, no more pushing you away. I don't want to settle for the back row of some Sunday morning thing. So I'm holding nothing back now, cause there's nothing you don't see. No more Jesus at a distance, you'll change every part of me, every part of me, every part of me. Nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me Do you find yourself lost in a sea of darkness? When we find ourselves lost at sea We need to look in the distance for Christ we need to see that light that Christ has given us, the light of the world, so that he can bring us into a safe harbor of love and mercy. Billy Graham once said, each of us experience clouds in our life, sometimes slight, sometimes dark and frightening. Whatever the clouds you face, ask Jesus, the light of the world, to help you look behind the cloud to see his glory and his plans for you. If the darkness has consumed you and you feel that you're never going to see the sun again in your life, look to Jesus so that he can bring you to a harbor of safety. Maybe the darkness is fostering years of physical and mental abuse. Come to Jesus because he's going to bring you to a place of love and mercy so you can begin to heal. Maybe that darkness is substance abuse. Find Jesus, find help in Christ because he is the first step to sobriety. If the darkness is years of mistrust because you were betrayed, or maybe it's hate that you have in your heart for someone, or it's a battle with mental health that seems insurmountable, come to Christ, who is the healer and redeemer, and will bring you to his glorious light so that you can see how Jesus is the answer and share in his healing power. One of the most important steps and really, honestly, the first step that you're going to take is beginning your healing journey as you commune with other believers who have experienced God's love. We were never meant to be alone in this world. If we are hurting in the darkness of this world, find a church family. Find a group of people that are also seeking the light of the world and the healing that comes with it. Come to Jesus today. Accept the gift of mercy through his blood. Be baptized and become a new creation. The one true healer of our brokenness is Jesus Christ. He is our guide and he is the light of the world. Dear Heavenly Father, 
Lord, please help those who are traveling in the depths of darkness seek out the light of the world, your Son, Jesus. Please help those who just feel that there is no help for their struggles in their lives know that healing starts with a step toward the light that guides us to a port of love and mercy. Father, help your church open their doors to those who seek begin the healing journey. Lord, I pray that, that the church remember the words that Jesus said when he was questioned why he was eating with sinners. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And welcome everyone into the healing arms of Jesus through his followers. Father, thank you for your righteousness and thank you for providing your son, Jesus, the wayfinder to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you once again for joining me today. I'm really excited as we continue down this road of the I Am statements out of the Gospel of John. I hope that we can learn together and we can be encouraged by the aspects that we see of Jesus in this time. I want to invite all of you who are in or around the Jacksonville, Florida area that are looking for a place to worship to come and check out the San Jose Church of Christ. We meet on Wednesdays for Bible class at 6.30 p.m. and Sundays for Bible class at 9.30 a.m. followed by worship at 10.30 a.m. You can also check out the San Jose webpage or download the app which is available in both Google and Apple app stores. I'm going to share links to the website and the music that we played in the comments attached to this episode. All the music we've played is actually downloadable anywhere you can download music. As always, may God bless you and those you encounter daily. This has been Faith for Thoughts and Tim McGuire. Let's make some noise. Hey. You cover me, my defender, when you're rolling up your sleeve. You're the truth that's gonna set the captive free. The only king that's ever chose to bleed. That's what I believe. That they keep trying to make your glory fade. But I ain't really sweating what they say. Ain't no doubt about you.
Still the goodness in my life.